I mean, yeah. I I feel like I do. I see him a couple, three what was times. That? <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> my little thing on the bottom of my chair turns. Oh, I don't think it's supposed to. <laughs> Either that or was <laughs> some part of my acknowledge it at all, so I felt the need to call attention <laughs> in case it was a bodily noise and I needed to tell you to go to the hospital. <laughs> we just would like to remind you that none of the things that we say should be taken as official recommendations. Yeah, we try to know what we're talking about, but this podcast ultimately represents the opinions of a couple yahoos with master's degrees. It's <laughs> mainly for entertainment. Right. So if you feel that you need help with your own mental health, we encourage you, please talk to your very own doctor or your very own counselor. Get real help. And remember, this podcast is not safe for work, so listen with headphones. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Freudian Sips, the podcast about brains, beverages, and other BS. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Anna. And we're so happy to have you with us once again. Welcome. Welcome to this weird episode that's not episode 49. I know this is a weird... I'm already feeling a little off balance, Anna. Don't. Mm. Stop it. Okay, I will. (laughs) Okay. Good. Is that what you say to your clients? (laughs) Yeah, quit it. Anna, I'm anxious. Quit. <laughs> and I'm depressed. That's we we jest, but that's kind of close to what I do. <laughs> Snap out of Stop it. Stop it. Just don't do that. But yes, this is not uh, our weekly numbered episode, I suppose. Right. We're doing something a little differently this weekend because I think we've both got kind of a busy weekend and we're doing something that's not our normal fare. Because we've talked in the past that we have a Patreon and we recently updated the tiers for the Patreon where we lowered it to just there's one tier. So you just pay a $2 monthly subscription basically and it supports us. And we wanted to give back to the people who are supporting us. So we're going to start uploading bonus content specifically for our Patreon subscribers. Mm -hmm. And we are doing this episode as kind of our first Patreon exclusive, Mm -hmm. but we're releasing it in hopes to wet people's whistle mm-hmm. to perhaps go check out more bonus content. It's like a teaser. It's a teaser trailer there for future bonus content. Right. So if you listen to this episode and you really like it, then you might think, hmm, I would like to hear more about this. Yes. Okay. And before we get into that, I do want to plug one of the things that we cannot do because we have a busy weekend is uh, this weekend, the weekend we're recording this. So in the past, we recorded another type of bonus episode where we got together with a whole bunch of other mental health podcasts. You're looking confused because you weren't there. You abandoned no, me. No, I'm not confused. <laughs> Actually, that was a look of guilt. Oh, okay. I'm that sorry. That was a look you're, of guilt like you, by a you, microphone. You carried that baby because so I wasn't there. I participated in, mm-hmm. we're, we're call, we called it the Mental Health Avengers uh, because everyone except us, I think, is more about pop culture and mental health. But mm-hmm. But we participated in that. We were lucky enough to be with those really cool mental health podcasts and they're recording their second one this week and we can't be there which is Mm -hmm. a bummer we both have things at that time so if you're listening to this go check that out because they're going to talk about like access to care and some other really good topics so it involves popcorn psychology pop psych 101 guardians mh and capes on the couch and they really know their stuff and they're 
they're going to have a really good episode. So go listen to those and go subscribe to those podcasts if you have not. And especially go check out Capes on the Couch because your girl is a voice actor in one of the episodes uh, coming up. How exciting! It is exciting. It was really fun. I was Thank you guys for asking me to do that if you're listening to this episode because it was super fun. I'm a little jealous, I must admit. Well, maybe they'll ask you to do it, Mom. I don't know. In the future, if you need an old lady voice, <laughs> I'm here. I'm Mom, here. It's voice acting. You can be anyone you want. <laughs> I could be a young lady. A, a baby, even. I could be a tall young lady oh wow reached for the stars <laughs> oh speaking of, that's a great segue because uh guess what we're getting a new shirt in are our you, store are you gonna do that we're totally gonna do a new shirt oh. the listeners have spoken i put up a poll we got i think 20 ish responses Seriously? yeah wow and uh yeah people most of them said yes there was one person who said no that person's mean i think huh. i don't know but most people said yeah totally let's do a new shirt so a new shirt is on its way i need to finalize the design but it is gonna say <laughs> reach for the moon and even if you miss you will explode in the vacuum of space or something like yeah like that yeah yeah it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Check out the store. It's coming up. It's an Anna original quote. Anna that will original go quote. Anna down. original design. It's an Anna original. Period. Fully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that out of the way, Mom, can you tell the listeners what we are doing for our Patreon what? exclusives? What? 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 We are going to review, talk review. about, analyze, process. <laughs> Many words. The book entitled Murder Yet to Come, which was written by Isabel Briggs Myers. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of talked about this before on we previous have. episodes. Way back in episode 10, mm-hmm. we talked about two ladies who made a test. Mm-hmm. And that was Catherine Cooks Briggs and her daughter, Isabel Briggs Myers. And they made the Myers Briggs type indicator. Now, I-, I do encourage you to go check out episode 10, where we talk about that test in a whole lot more detail than we will right now right but i do want to give us a quick overview just to refresh us about what the mbti is the myers-briggs type indicator Mm -hmm. it's a personality test it sorts people into one of 16 personality types that are represented by a four-letter code Mm -hmm. so mine is infj that's my myers-briggs type what's your type i always forget esfp i think it depends on when i take the esfj because you were extra special fun juice (laughs) <laughs> Fermented juice. What, what was it? <laughs> and to understand that weird set of words, go listen to episode 10. But I think you were ESFJ. <laughs> yeah. But I'm one of those people that like, if I take the test, because there are self-tests um, that there you can take all over lot. the place. Just search Myers-Briggs test and you can find a whole bunch. Right. And you can, and when I, sometimes when I take it, I'm an E, which is an extrovert. And sometimes when I take it, I'm an I, which is an introvert. Right. Which really is very, in all self-awareness, it's very true about me. Yeah. It kind of depends on the day. Sometimes I am an extrovert. Sometimes I just want to get away from people. Right. Like, right now. I'm right on the line. So that leads me to, there's four, the four letters in the four letter code are four dichotomies. Is that what Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So Two ends of a spectrum. Yes. Except they don't really look at it as a spectrum. They look at it as either or. Right. That's true. But usually when you take one of those online test assessments, They've they'll kind of like. they moved to a spectrum. Yeah. They'll give you like it. a percentage. Yeah. Um, and that way you can kind of see that, oh yeah, well, I'm right in the middle. I'm almost an introvert, even though I'm an extrovert or I'm almost, you right. know, like that. So, but yeah. Either or. Dichotomy would be a better word, I guess. Yeah. I guess I look at almost everything like a spectrum. It's I kind of my personality. More progressive way to look at it. So, okay, we'll use the word dichotomy. So there okay. are four 
dichotomies and you find your four-letter type by going and deciding which of the two letters you are for that letter placement, basically. Right. right. I don't know if I'm explaining any of this. <laughs> it feels like I'm just, just pulling just things out of my butt. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, but I do want to go through the, the, the four dichotomies to refresh us because one of the things we're doing with this book is we're going to try to type the characters right and we'll get into that later when we talk about the actual as soon as we start talking about the book you'll understand why we're doing this so the first letter in the four letter code is i or e and that stands for introversion or extroversion Mm -hmm. and these are probably terms you've heard before i think they're kind of in the cultural lexicon pretty well introverts basically expend energy through being around people and doing things and then they have to recharge recharge themselves by being alone mm-hmm. by by taking breaks and having quiet time mm-hmm. and they usually reflect and then act right extroverts and again this is always like and the other one's the opposite right so extroverts are pretty much the opposite where they draw energy from action and from being around people they're more likely to act and then reflect mm-hmm. and then they're if they're inactive, they tend to lose energy, and then they rebuild that energy by not like being alone, basically by not right. self-reflecting as much, right. by being around people and being active and doing things. Mm-hmm. So that's the first, I or E. Good this, description, Anna. Good job. Thanks. Uh, if you have listened to episode 10, these are going to sound very similar, because mm. I'm just, I copied and pasted my notes, baby. Let's go. <laughs> The, the second set of letters is N or S. And this is a little confusing because N stands for intuition. Mm-hmm. They couldn't use I because mm-hmm. I was introversion. Intuition. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's intuition or sensing, N or S. And this is how we take in information. It's called the perceiving function, how we perceive the world, mm-hmm. uh, how we get new information and how we interpret that information. So S, sensing, is looking at concrete information, looking at details, things that can be taken in with the five senses, usually don't rely on hunches as much, uh, usually look at facts and look for the meaning in the data and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then N, intuition, they usually go more toward hunches. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory is intuition. They follow their intuition more. So they trust Now, they can trust things like research and data, but they can also look at things like their own memory or their pattern Mm -hmm. recognition. So maybe they take from experience and they look for meaning in their like theory and principles and big picture stuff instead of like concrete facts. Mm -hmm. So they're more big picture and sensing is more facts and, and details. So the third dichotomy is T or F. So thinking or feeling. And this is how we make decisions. It's called the judging function. Mm-hmm. This is how we make choices based on what we gathered basically in the last step. So so based on the information that we gathered in the perceiving function, now we're moving on to how we're moving forward with that information. Right. I really wish that the listeners could see all the action that's I going on in your body. I am using my hands <laughs> like I'm doing karate. <laughs> she is doing karate while she... No, no, she I'm lot. drawing in the energy. I'm a lot the of energy. energy. Okay. I'm just saying you don't have to do aerobics later because you're getting it done now. You I'm are gonna multitasking. Have, I'm going to look at my watch later. It's going to be like 10,000 steps. <laughs> I'm reached. Yay. Good job. You worked out for four hours today. <laughs> so where was I? Thinking. Thinking and or feeling. feeling. 
Okay, thinking. Deciding things by what seems more logical or reasonable. Again, mm-hmm. most of these are pretty easy to figure out by what right. they sound like. So this is what matches a certain set of rules. Uh, they usually dislike dealing with inconsistencies or inconsistent people. They usually give other people pretty direct feedback. So more logical. Mm-hmm. And then feeling is more emotional. So they make decisions by associating or having empathy with the situation rather than like the logic of it. So using their feelings, basically, again, kind of what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And trying to achieve harmony, that's a big thing with feelers. Feelers. (laughs) I am a feeler with a capital F. Feelers. They consider the needs of people involved and not necessarily just like, this is what makes the most sense. It's like, what's going to be the best? They can tend to be annoyingly squishy. What what makes you say that? From experience? (laughs) Maybe. Well, because we're talking about the spectrum thing. Right. Like, or versus the dichotomy of the other things in these tests, when I take them, they're always right in the middle. Mm -hmm. But that one, I'm way (laughs) over on the field. Yeah, yeah, capital F. So okay. that's the, the third set of letters. Mm-hmm. The fourth is J or P. So judging or perceiving. And mm-hmm. you will recognize those words because those are the last two letters. Right. So this is basically a preference on whether we like the perceiving function better or the judging function better. Mm-hmm. Whether we like to take in information or make choices on that information. So P, perceiving, we prefer to take in the information. And it involves keeping our options open. So we don't want to move forward until we know we have perceived all there is to perceive about what's going on. And even as you're saying these things, I'm thinking about people, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which. That's them. I will get to that because that is a problem with typing other people. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll get to that Mm -hmm. in a second. Jay, judging, it is more important to act on the information that they've gathered. So they want to have things settled. They Mm -hmm. don't just want to keep taking in information. They want to get some information and they want to make a choice on it and and move forward. And the problem with this is when Catherine and Isabel made the test, it's a preference thing. It's you have to take the test and see which of these you prefer and which of these you identify with. Mm -hmm. And it's not a thing where you're supposed to actually type other people. Right. But we're totally going to be doing that That's to what these we're fictional doing. characters. <laughs> ha ha ha! Because we can do it, Isabel. You shouldn't have made <laughs> shouldn't have made a book that tells us we should do it. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of the book, can mm-hmm. I give you a, a quick history on the book? Sure. So we are reading the book "Murder Yet to Come," like Mom said, by Isabel Briggs Myers. And in 1928, Isabel responded to a magazine advertisement for a novel writing contest for the National Detective Murder Mystery Contest. And she won. Mm -hmm. This novel won. And it was published serially in 1929. The contest prize included a $7,500 cash award. Back then, that was a lot of money. I looked it up. Yeah? (laughs) I did the inflation calculation. Uh Adjusted for inflation, this is (laughs) $110,000. Like, wow. That's so much money for writing a book. Uh-huh. For writing a book. That's so much money. That was quite a prize. Yeah. The contract was also for a second work of fiction that mm-hmm. was included in winning. Uh, so she did write a sequel to this called Give Me Death, which uses the same detectives from this one that we're about oh, to read. okay. Yes. So if, uh, if this Patreon exclusive goes over well, we might have to track down the second book. This, I, want, I the, want to read it. These books now. are hard to find. So I, I talked <laughs> talked about this in a 
It wasn't in 10. I mean, I, I did talk about it in 10 because I tried to find a copy of the book uh-huh. for episode 10 and I couldn't. And then my wonderful mom-in-law, Lori, bought me a copy of the book. Mm-hmm. And now we're reading it mm-hmm. and we're sharing a copy. And so, yeah. <laughs> this is getting difficult. <laughs> I did buy a second copy, so that's on the way. But it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you can usually find are pretty pricey. I had to look in the depths of the internet to find one that was kind of in my price range. So yeah, instead of buying this and reading it, just just listen to us talk about it. Yeah, and you'll you'll know the whole story. Yeah. And like I said, we are typing these people as we go. We're going to try to there it's it's a pretty small cast of characters. And actually the book itself encourages that. Yes. It's like the, in the in the prelude or whatever it says. Yeah. That's what this book is about. And they republished it in 1995. Oh, did they? I didn't see that. The reason they republished it was because they wanted to celebrate that in 1975, the Center for Applications of Psychological Type, here's one of those acronyms. That's where I bought. C-A-P-T. I, that's where I bought yeah, my copy of see? the book. They're the only ones who would do it. <laughs> the only ones who sell it. C-A-P-T. Cap. Kept. Was founded in 1975. So like at the 20th anniversary oh, of that. okay, sure. They said, let's do something to celebrate in 1995. Woohoo, 20 years, woohoo. They, so they republished this little book. That's probably why I was able to buy it. There you go. All right. So you can't, I'm not saying don't buy it, but. Right. One of the quotes in the beginning of the of the book when it was talking about uh, Myers-Briggs personality stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes that I really loved was like that this assessment and the way they worded it was, has helped self-awareness. This is part of the quote. Self-awareness, appreciation of difference, lifetime development available to assessment by the common people. The common, <laughs> the common rabble. <laughs> can finally type themselves. You don't have to be a therapist. You can be one of the common people. Finally, the peasants. The peasants can know what they're about. Their whole You can build self-awareness. <laughs> their whole deal. Their whole sad situation because they're common people. Situation. Yeah, that's us. Okay. That's all I've I'm got so excited. for history. Let's crack into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. We're starting with chapter one today. We're just going to go over chapter one. We're just doing chapter one. Yeah. Okay. Here, let me read it real quick. Okay. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) Elevator music. So should I tell them what the first chapter is entitled? Yes. The first chapter is entitled, The Curtain Goes Up. (gasps) And we will get to why that that is relevant in a moment. Okay. So um, we are introduced... The person narrating the story is mm-hmm. is telling us about the main character. Yes. Whose name is Peter Jerningham. Yes. And I didn't remember until I, because I read this book first. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yes, we should definitely do chapter by chapter of this. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to mom. So it's been a while since I read it. And I forgot his name was Peter. Because it's not mentioned anywhere no, else they, in the book. No, they constantly call him <laughs> They Jerningham. always call him Jerningham. Because I was going to say, can we come up with a shorter version of Jerningham? Because that's going to be like a mouthful every time you say it. But I guess we could call it's him only P. three syllables, Mom. Jerningham, Jerningham, Jerningham. 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 I don't want to call him Peter. That's going to confuse me so much. Because okay. it's not anywhere else in the book. You don't want to call him Mr. J? I'll call him Mr. J. <laughs> Mr. J? We'll both sound like Harley Quinn a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. They, that's kind of sexy. He, so Mr. J, Jerningham, <laughs> okay. 
is in the story a famous playwright. Yes. He writes plays. And the way the narrator is telling us is that he's had these really big hits and everybody knows him. Mm -hmm. But all of the stories that everybody knows from his plays is not at all what the narrator wants to tell us about. Yes. None of those plays hold a candle to what we're about to hear. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. So I'm not sure where exactly you want to start, except I got to jump right in with the narrator. So in my brain, I know that Isabel is writing this story. Yes. So in my brain, the narrator is female because I I know the author was a female. So I'm like, as I'm reading the story, I'm hearing this female voice tell me this. Yes. The narrator, we should mention, is Mac, who is Jerningham's secretary. Right. That is introduced on the very first page. Mm Mm-hmm. And a quote from the book from the first page. And more than that, his friend. Ah, His secretary and more than that, his friend. His friend. So that's introduced right up front. And we don't get clarification on Mac's full name until chapter two. Would you like me to spoil it for you? I know you have only read the first chapter up until now. Okay. Because one of the things I want to talk about is this gender issue. Okay. That Already. We're chapter one. We're doing I'm sorry. Issues, I got to get into it because because <laughs> throughout the first chapter, I, I am never 100% sure whether Mac is male or female. Yes. Because at least in the first chapter, it does not specifically say the full name. And you don't know if Mac is like a last name or is it a nickname or is it... And the relationship... Between the two main characters is what throws me. Fraught with sexual tension. Fraught. We will get into my mm-hmm. Mac Jerningham, my Mackingham fan fiction, if you will. <laughs> I This is going to be a common theme in these episodes. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon if you would like to hear me go on my OTP rant, my one true pairing rant about how Mac and Jerningham are meant for each other. That's what I was feeling, <laughs> but I don't get quite as passionate about it as oh, Anna man, I does. have. I took notes. Hey, I yeah, I have a quote. Okay, oh, a quote. hit me with it. Should we go there? Yeah. Okay. There's a little scene in and and um. Well, let's. Okay, we can't. Wait. I can't go that far yet because we got to kind of tell. Let them. me. Can I just give a brief overview of the chapter and then we can kind of pick it apart? Do we want to do piece. that? Do we want to? Yeah. Okay. Is that okay? Very brief. Yeah, okay. So, like you said, we're introduced to Mac and Jerningham. They are getting back from what they call the Cairnstone House, which is where the rest of the book, or most of it, will take place. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of after what we will learn is the story that we're about to read. It's like a prelude to what's really going to be the story. Yes. We are are seeing a flash-forward and then we will have a flashback to what right. happened. Right. And they are talking about how the last three days have been this horrible ordeal. Mm-hmm. And they are agreeing not to speak of it because it's been so horrible. Mm-hmm. But then uh, several days later, a reporter shows up and wants to wants to get the scoop. The hot right. scoop. The hot deets. And he is really like that Oh my gosh, I really like so, he The plucky reporter. <laughs> I love plucky him. Plucky is a perfect word. He's great. And then and to see the difference between his plucky um, reporter kind of pluckiness <laughs> and the uh, well, I don't know what word it is that I should use for Jerningham that kind of like he's very composed he's, he's, he's very cool as a cucumber he's, yeah. all the time they talk about something about his gray eyebrows and I picture this oh we'll get to the okay, descriptions okay. Oh, baby ah! okay. oh my gosh <laughs> Anna, you're too excited about this. I love, I really <laughs> like this book. I really like it. And I like these characters. Okay. And I, oh man, I like, I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you enjoy this because I'm really happy we're doing this. So a couple days later, a proto shows up, wants the scoop. 
Jerningham agrees after a bit of tete-a-tete with the reporter, uh, agrees, but then asks Mac to be the one to write the account of what happened. Yeah, I would not, I would say not even asks. Yeah. <laughs> he kinda, Mac he's just like, he's you're doing it. Be the one that's you're doing it. it. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, Mac's kind of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Um which again we will kind of get into. So that's the over. That's what happens generally in this chapter, and I feel okay doing that. It's not a huge spoiler. So, so what were you about? You don't want to say? tell him about what happened at the house yet. You don't want to give him a heads up about that. I I do because it happens in the first chapter. Yeah, I think you should. I mean, we'll get to that later. Yeah, let's just so let's start breaking apart this chapter kind of piece by piece. What were okay. you gonna say when I? cut you off with the overview well i had a i had a quote that yes. i was going to use but but i i, th- I think i want to throw in here that like as we talk about the characters to kind of start cooking in your own brain mm-hmm. potsters it's <laughs> <Don't. laughs> not, not what they are top sipsters sure. sipsters listeners dear <laughs> listeners our friends Start to kind of do what we're going to be doing, which is typing them. Mm-hmm. So you start to kind of pick out little things about their personality or about their descriptions. And, and then you kind of start to put those letters that Anna was talking about before on each of them. Which actually, you know, without the letters, we do that when we read a book or when we watch a movie or even when we meet people. Mm-hmm. We start to put together like the kind of person they are. Yeah. You start to notice, you know, well, how do they handle this? Yeah. And how do the they deal IM, with that? The, the MBTI is just a way to do that. Right, right. Like a more kind of categorical mm-hmm. way to figure out someone's personality. Exactly. So I think specifically, though, let's go back to the idea that of why Jerningham pushes it off on Mac. Because, you want to save that for later? I do. Pin him later. Okay. Pin it, put a pin in that. Because that's kind of my thesis of the whole chapter. Really? A little bit. Okay. I think that's kind of what the whole chapter is for. Well, then can I can I say something about part of that, that to me, that tension between yeah, the two of them? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Well, there's a quote that says, Jerningham is, is speaking to Mac. And it's after Mac kind of called him like, you know, you got to do that because you said you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. And Jerningham says, and this is a quote from the book, listen to the keeper of the king's conscience. Did you have that one? I wrote down the, specifically <laughs> the, the qualifier after he and says then that. he drawled with the affectionate insolence, which is the, the ac- accolade of his deepest intimacy oh the oh the oh the tension that, that is line. god and then i just want them to make out already <laughs> but but talk about i mean no wonder she won the contest she is her words, i love her writing yeah her prose is is really cool right. and especially i like the way she does it being in first person i mean we get it mac is the narrator in the whole the whole story uh-huh. And we get a real feel of who Mac is, mm-hmm. and they and he he really oh I'm sorry they really have a voice. Mac really gets a very distinct <laughs> personhood. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to watch spoil your pronouns, that dude. You, that you okay. don't want spoiled. <laughs> but 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 listen to those words: yeah. affectionate insolence, even... which is the accolade of his deepest intimacy. I mean, I almost feel like I need to smoke a cigarette after that quote. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wh- but even <sighs> like the tension starts uh-huh. immediately. Like, okay, so so they come in in the beginning and they they sit down in front of this fire and they're trying to let the cares of the last three mm-hmm. very stressful days melt away. Listen to this. This is on the top of page two. Okay, 
I watched Journeyham's face in the glow of the fire. One by one, the lines etched there by the last three days softened. The tiny muscles around his eyes began to relax. His mouth lost some of its grimness. Yeah, holy crap, you don't notice that stuff! Unless you're pretty tight! Mac <laughs> talks about Journeyham's mouth <laughs> at least five times in this chapter. <laughs> Mac. <laughs> But, but <laughs> you look at Mac the mouth is in love. Some stuff going on. But even his favorite pipe could not banish the air of deadly fatigue that enveloped his long, lounging figure, nor mm. the bandage that crossed his forehead, nor the black silk sling which took the weight of his right arm from his broken collarbone. Okay, now I will get back to yelling about how much Mac is in love with Jerningham, but that leads into my next point, which is one thing that she does really well in this chapter, that Isabel does really well in this chapter, is she sets the groundwork. She basically tells us everything that's going to happen in the book, but in a in a vague enough way that I still want to read it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, she just spoiled everything. It's mm-hmm. like, ooh, I want to know how that happens. Well, I thought I thought I kind of knew exactly what was happening until in the middle of the conversation with the little reporter and all of a sudden there was something, I don't know if this is spoiling something, I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it, so screw it. Something about witchcraft. The, and this da 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 The reporter witchcraft. talks about witchcraft. The like, reporter what? talks about murder. And, where? where? It, yeah, it's I mean, everywhere. And it's cool. I really liked reading it after I had already read the book because I was able to be like, oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. No, I know why they said this. And it's Mm -hmm. like, she really laid everything out. Mm -hmm. I mean, she she really laid it out piece by piece. But I had no idea what that meant when I first read it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, she does it very well. Like you said, I am not surprised she won this contest. No, it was, it was awesome. So, so what I'm, what I mean when I say that is she's laying down these groundwork or things that will happen. So again, on page two, so this is Journeyham talking to Mac about why Journeyham doesn't want them to talk about what happened. Mac says, there's no need to feel like that, talking about how Journeyham is so against going there. Yeah. Perhaps I won't after a month or two, he half apologized. I'm going to do a lot of intensive forgetting. Pretend to myself I never watched the blood running from your finger ends or staked other people's lives on my own hunches or heard a scream in the night. Lord. Mm. Just like, I mean, they are talking about things that they know what's going on and we're like, ooh, what? Why did she have blood on her fingertips? (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) What's going on? What was the scream? Who screamed? Who screamed? (laughs) Who screamed? That's really good. She does that really well. And there's, like you said, they mention witchcraft and they mention these other things and they throw out these other ideas. And like, why Why did this doctor visit the house four times in three days? And Journeyham's <laughs> like, I don't know. Ooh, weird, huh? I know, that's unusual. <laughs> that's strange, mm-hmm. right? Journey you just like the cookies Journey we were serving. cheeky, I like him. Cheeky, that's a good word. <laughs> he really is. I think he's got like this air of like control. That's what I see. Like this air of, I'm in control. Even though. Yeah, and that's something that stretches, and this isn't a spoiler, like, that's something that Mac talks about a lot. He always thinks Jerningham knows exactly what's going on. Uh-huh. He's like, well, Jerningham must have already figured it out. He looks so smug about it. Mm. Like, he's always, he seems always one step ahead. It's very Sherlock Watson. Very. Very yes, much. And, I agree. And especially, I don't know if you've ever read the Sherlock, like, stories. I think there was some tension there, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but Just say it. So, in the Sherlock stories, Sherlock is way more personable than any, like, 
TV incarnation I've ever seen of him. Because oh. you think of Sherlock, you think of like the BBC Sherlock and the the elementary mm-hmm. Sherlock, where it's he's really socially inept and even kind of a jackass. Uh-huh. In the in the books, in the stories, he was much more personal. He at least knew social rules and knew how to follow them. Mm-hmm. So I really like the way Jerningham is played. He's played as very warm mm-hmm. and very likable. Yeah, yeah. likable. Where he has a lot of friends, and he's when he when he interacts with people, it's always very like like genial and kind of cheerful mm-hmm. and. And, and friendly and, and cheeky, like I well, said. Well, and he's kind of a socialite. He is. Because he's a playwright and he's uh-huh. in that scene. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, let's talk about the plucky reporter. <laughs> I like him. I love him. There was, there was that one line about, like, when he wanted him to, I'm going to get the story. You're going to give me the you're story. You're going to give me the story. That's it. And you're going to give it to me. <laughs> yeah. I was like. It's like, baby. Like, I, don't, I don't think you know who you're talking to there, little buddy man. But then he kind of does. I mean, he, he is able to negotiate something yeah. where Journeyham eventually... So uh, Journeyham eventually agrees to give him this story on some conditions. And one condition is Journeyham has a play that's about to open in like a two, two weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. And so he says, okay, you can have this story, but you have to give me two weeks of peace. You have to make sure none of the other papers come sniffing around in two weeks until my show opens. And then I will have this written up for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I will find your worst enemy and give him the story. Exactly. That's what he says. <laughs> like, okay. So again, Jerningham, it almost seems like, ooh, this reporter got got Jerningham's goat a little bit. He like got a one uh-huh. up on Jerningham, but Jerningham again seems to control. He still has control. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even when when the reporter is talking about, you know, all these rumors, he like Ann already referred to the visits of the doctor and stuff and we talked about the witchcraft, you know, like the the little reporter says, it gets darker. There's talk in the village of witchcraft practiced at the house of unexplainable things. And Jerningham says, any ghosts or goblins? <laughs> Yeah, he's always been like, "Uh okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, okay. Let's explore this a little. (laughs) Yeah. Did you notice the title drop on page six? I just noticed he quotes scripture on page five. Oh, yes. Journeyham quotes the Proverbs. Proverbs. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We knew there was a murder yet to come. To come. Dun, dun, dun. We get that in the first chapter, baby. Man, Not wasting she, knows, any time. she knows how to put things together, doesn't she, yeah, Miss Isabel? Isabel. Can I talk about how Mac talks about Jerningham's mouth so much? <laughs> Again? Can I talk about it? Okay. I want to read some specific examples. Oh, out of the book? Okay. I'm, we're passing the book back and we forth. We are. Thanks for that book, Lori. My, <laughs> Lori, Lori we're, we're getting your book. such good use out of this book. <laughs> So this is from page five. Okay. Jerningham's mouth quirked again at the corner. Okay. That, that okay, was Okay, but five. is that, well, because Mac's telling the story. I was going to say, is that Mac noticing it or the author of the book? But it's the same. Mac. Yeah. It's the same. Mac is the author of yeah. this book, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was on page five. On page six, he says, Jerningham's mouth grew stern. Okay, so if we really get into this, we might need to talk about how the author of the book maybe had a thing about mouths. Mouths. <laughs> It's like a Quentin Tarantino like foot thing, yeah. But it's a mouth thing. If we were filming this, there'd be a lot of mouth shots, oh. <laughs> just close-ups on mouth. When we inevitably write the screenplay for this, there's just gonna be a lot of close-ups on mouths. I'm reading. I I love the reporter's dialogue. I'm sorry. Only remember, Jerningham warned, if you get impatient and let the thing break too soon, I'll hunt up your worst enemy and spill the whole tale to him. And now make mm-hmm. yourself scarce till the morning after our first night. Scarcer than bow legs in the follies, Collins agreed <laughs> jubilantly and took himself off. 
<laughs> yeah, he's quite a caricature. Oh, he talks about Journeyham lighting his pipe on the seven, uh, on seven page. Yeah, there's something going on there. There's something. There's something. Can we talk about the organizational skills? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this that's is significant. Yeah. So we're stepping into this place where after the reporter leaves, Journingham is like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're giving him the story. And, and Max's like, yeah, I can't wait to see you write it. And Journingham's like, I'm not. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Max's like, what? He's like, you just promised that kid that you'd do it. And Journingham is like, uh-huh, I'm not doing it. And it takes back like three pages. Journeyham has to outright say, Mac, you are so You're dense. The one. You're the one writing it. Yeah. Yeah, That's... he even says something like, You're being so dense or yeah. something. Which is kind of insulting, but there's <laughs> There's a there's again there that's that affectionate insolence right, thing. Right. They really they kind of jab each other. Journeyham right. more than Mac, but yeah, Mac takes it more. But they're very casual with each other. They're very. I intimate. I would like to talk about where they kind of reflect how they first came together. Yes. And why he hired Mac. <laughs> You're and, stepping out of character, Mac. What the devil did I engage you for? Lack of sufficient sales resistance when I asked you to. I hazarded it with a grin. I don't know why else. Mm-hmm. But then they they talk about. The why, basically, that he kind of hero worshipped Jerningham because Jerningham is this famous guy with several famous plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he came in and Jerningham was just buried in paperwork. And, just, and the place was a mess. It was a mess. And so, see, this is when I see, this is when I have the gender thing mm-hmm. happening. Because in my mind, I'm playing this, first of all, 1929 look. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, so this old school uh, playwright, playboy type guy, but like in his study with, with a mess all yeah. around him. So and you're seeing the Lucy Liu Watson and I not am. the Martin Freeman Watson. I very much am. <laughs> and so she comes in with her high heels and her little suit. Pencil skirt. Yes, and, and sees this mess and she's going to, she does worship him as a hero, but yet she's taking that role as a woman to clean the place up and get everything organized. And it's a little sexist, Mom. I know. Well, I guess I'm showing my... <laughs> generation or something we, that, we do that. learn that they've he hired mac three years ago mm-hmm. so they, they they've been together they've been together years. for a long, that's long, a long time. time yeah they they yeah. know each other very well to be like like a personal assistant more yeah. than a secretary yeah. secretary is the word that's consistently used right though. but that's i think that shows the that is a bit of a gendered it, word for us which is weird Oh, it is. But what I'm thinking is it's more a dated word. Like for that. A little bit. Like the secretary. That the position person. that we right. find out Mac is in. Right. Yeah. We would Because it is more, it's a personal assistant role. It's a personal assistant, assistant, yeah. His deep set gray eyes twinkled beneath That's his it. jutting brows as he returned on the attack. That's the one I was talking about. He sounds like a sexy man. <laughs> That's because we're looking at it from Mac's point of view. <laughs> other Mac other people sexy. would be like, Journeyham's brows needed like a waxing. <laughs> and <laughs> And Max like God, Jernigan's oh, mouth. I just wanted to his like twinkling eyes. <laughs> what color were his, were his eyebrows? Gray. What did you say? Gray eyes. Gray eyes. It doesn't say what color his eyebrows are. Jutting brow. I picture him as like salt and pepper. I don't know why. That's me too. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I said, did it? Well, say because was... he's portrayed as a very well-known man who's done a lot of shows. Yeah, who, like Sean I guess Connery. Really... <laughs> I'm getting a Sean Connery. So vibe. you're getting Sean Connery and Lucy Liu. I got it. Okay. <laughs> No, you said Lucy Liu. I, I'm not. I, I'm not seeing Lucy Liu. I'm Who seeing more. Who do you picture? Let's cast. Let's cast this for our inevitable screenplay. Well, I'm I don't seeing like Connery. I'm seeing like an old school actress. Like I can't even think of any. Marlene right Dietrich. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. No, but you know how they always cast those in those detective shows where the girl Friday is. She wandered is very... in my office. And... <laughs> okay, What's a girl like mind. you doing in this an office is like not this? Not gonna work for us. Like okay. It. 
Yeah. But, so so the idea that Mac is very organized and Jaren's- can, can I can I read one more quote? It's not. I swear it's not like a. It's it's just again. I just like how quote. Isabel writes. Okay. No, this is a oh, very much very Isabel writing yeah, thing. Okay. So this is Journey of Speaking. Did I or did I not engage you to hound me into doing my duty against my will? Oh, I love this. You I did not. I, I wrote that down. I <laughs> love it. You did not, I admitted. You most explicitly engaged me to take your duties out back somewhere and wring their necks. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Just the dialogue. I'm very much, and I said this to mom earlier when, when we were trying to talk about the book and then realizing we couldn't talk about it at all because we needed to save it all for the podcast. But... I am very much, when I read a book, if I don't latch on to the characters, I quit reading. Mm-hmm. I just DNF. I do not finish. Like I, I, I give the book up. If I don't care, if I don't get a sense of who these characters are, who cares what happens to yeah. them? Yeah. So these are characters that immediately I latch on to and they're fun to read and I, I get a sense of who they are. She's very good at writing characters, especially these two. I mean, it's, these are the ones we get the most of through the book mm-hmm. and and we really get a sense of who but they even are. the little cameo by the little reporter yeah guy. the reporter this is you, the only time the reporter yeah, he's shows quirky up. and yeah. you like him or yeah. you dislike him depending on i like on instinctively your... like yeah. every character somehow <laughs> it's very good yes mm-hmm. i'm sorry what were you saying about the organization you were you keep trying to get on track and i'm like no i know you just screw, <laughs> screw you today doggedly screw i will not just doing this you're you're very excited. I don't I think really I've seen like, you this excited. I really like this book, man. I'm so excited. That, I'm excited that you're reading it because I've been wanting to talk to you about it. <laughs> now we just have to do it in front of a mic. Okay, we can do that. Well, if we're talking about um, typing these people, yes, you know that's a significant thing. That Mac is very detail oriented, very organized. Um, Jern- Peter, I can't remember. Jerningham. I don't know why I have a problem with that, Mr. J. It's going to be easier because his <laughs> name is yeah. Okay, Jerningham. Says to Mac, I just keep the damn okay, book. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I, I can't get a thought out because Anna Banana keeps grabbing the book and reading another quote. No. Okay, I got to say this. Okay. Please. Say it, please I, say it. That he, he says to Mac, I almost said her because that's still in my head that that's, mm-hmm. even though I've been led to believe it's not a her and I kind of know it's not a her, I want her to be a her, that Jerningham says, you remember all the details. You remember, it's like you have a photographic memory almost. You have, that was the quote I was going to read that you're getting so upset that I'm going to read. <laughs> but see, we're thinking the same thing. Yes. Okay. So, so we're still liking each other, you and I. Yes. We're, okay, we're, we're good. cool. We're cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so glad. Jerningham says to Mac, well, Mac says to Jerningham, but you've got a memory yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. he's still trying to get out of writing this right, account. Right, You've got a memory yourself. Jerningham says, not a photographic one like yours, with every detail of the background neatly filed for reference. I only remember the most important figures silhouetted against whatever I was thinking at the time. When I try to put in details, half of them are pure invention. Mm-hmm. So right there, it shows that those two in that area are kind of a dichotomy. Yes. We've already got, that's our first typing, I okay. think. Okay, I agree. So what So what letter are we doing? That's the second letter. So that's S or N. Right. So sensing an intuition. Uh-huh. And so clearly, Mac is sensing in right. Jerningham's intuition. Uh-huh. So, because I think, and I didn't write specifically where that was down, but Jerningham even says at some point, big picture. He sees the big picture right. or whatever. Right, right. So that's very intuition, and Mac is detail-oriented, which is sensing. So we've got... We got one of the letters. We got one letter! <laughs> this is like Wheel of Fortune or whatever. I have some pretty... I I have some hunches that Jerningham is extroverted. extroverted. We've already kind of talked about that. maybe introverted. I would say so. I don't, 
but we I, I but would that's, say so. we have less less information on that so yeah far. a little bit yeah. well yeah it's kind of implied a little bit a little bit well like you said he's a socialite and he's more right and the assistant so he's like the wind beneath his wings <laughs> yeah <laughs> must have been cold there i like i like my girl friday we're keeping my girl friday for mac <laughs> that is that is what mac is mm-hmm all right, I'm like I'm like keeping score oh, as we go through. I know. I'm as we go through the so, chapters, we're gonna add more or clear up which. Yes. Yeah. So Jerningham so far is blank and blank blank, and Mac is blank s blank blank, kind of. We're gonna try to fill. We're those not gonna in do the go. introvert extrovert yet. We're, we're not just gonna, gonna put a question. We're not mark. gonna write it in pen. Okay, I got way. pencil. Okay, pose and pencil. We're gonna write it. In pencil. <laughs> I got pencil. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Okay. <sighs> That's the chapter one. Do we want to go through any chapter other details? Do you have anything one. else in your notesy notesies? I don't think so in my notesy notesies. I think that just, could, should we at least tell them about, should we at least tell them, like, oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> that there are at least two people dead at the house. Yeah, we can kind of, I mean, we can say what the point. The yeah. first chapter yeah. said happened, so, so the point is that this elderly multimillionaire person named Malachi Trent Yes. Has died. And Jerningham is very complicit that he, it was an accident. He fell off a library ladder and died. So that was the first death. Yes. But then the little. And we are already told in the beginning, the thing that Mac is saying and all of Jerningham's plays are nothing compared to his solving of the murder of Malachi Trent. Right. So we already know from the get-go that this is a mystery that has a solution. Right, Which, right. hopefully, if it's a good mystery book. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're, we're told that. Um, so Malachi dies. We don't know who the second death is, but it is kind of implied and almost... Should I just kind of read that chunk? Okay. When Collins is recounting kind of what he's heard? It's a pretty big chunk, though. Well, he, sa- he says that Trent's attorney said that Trent died. And Without having a will. Yes. Even though there were rumors that he had just made a will. Right. And then he talks about village rumors of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And there's a rumor that there was a ruby. Trent. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the ruby. Yeah. The big ruby. The yeah. ruby that Trent swore he'd keep as long as he lived. His it's attorneys, however, haven't found it. Dun, dun, dun. It's gone. And all the members of the household have disappeared. Without leaving forwarding addresses or anything. Mm-hmm. Finally, there's the, the local doctor's story. And there's stories from two clergymen in the village. And the doctor basically said that he visited the house like four times in three days. Mm-hmm. And Jerningham even kind of returns that with saying like, well... The doctor said that Malachi died of an accident. Right, right. It was an accident. He fell in his study. And the plucky reporter is like, no, he's having second thoughts. He's saying it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Jerningham has a broken collarbone. So we know at some point mm-hmm. Jerningham gets messed up. And he has a bandage on his head too. Yes. And we know that Mac's hand is messed up. We get told yeah, that. Yeah, because Mac can't type. He says he can't use a typewriter because right. it can his hands better. And Jerningham says, I don't want to watch the blood. Drip from your fingers again. Yes. Yeah. The angst, the angst, dun, the hurt dun, comfort dun. fanfic that I can write from that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Subscribe <But> to <laughs> our Patreon to download my Mackingham fanfiction. So there is a second death that they're implying was a suicide. A second death. But we don't know who that was. Mackingham says, Mackingham is no, not what the main character's that. name is. Jerningham <laughs> says that, says that Trent's death was an accident and the second death was a suicide. Right. And eventually, after some wearing down, the reporter says, I believe they were both murderers. And Matt and, and Journeyham says, basically says, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And the reporter's like, what do you say? Something about the Gosh. biggest scoop. He, go- <laughs> he kind of 
it's a he big goes, scoop. He goes full 1920s reporter, <laughs> he as does. he should. It's 29. <laughs> and I got to scoop. Gosh, he murmured reverently. The murders at Cairnstone House. It'll be the scoop of a lifetime. <laughs> That's in the book. It's in the text of the, the book. The scoop of a lifetime. The scoop of a I just picture him with stars in his eyes. Yeah. This is this kid's. This kid's like 14. He's, He's got like, like one of those weird hats and it says press. He's got a little, little newsboy, newsy yeah, cap. Yeah, yeah. It's good though. <laughs> So as we end chapter one, the little plucky reporter is, is heading off thinking he's going to get this. I don't think we this... can, we can uh, type the plucky reporter, but I want to. No, I, I know I do too. Very much. Yes. But he's heading off thinking that in two weeks he's going to get the whole story yes. from Jerningham. Yes. But Jerningham is saying actually Mac is going to write the story. So I'm assuming that chapter two begins Mac telling the story of what happened at the house. I'm assuming. You'll have to see. But in if you want two, to know, if you really want to follow us. In, in the about. next installment, we will explain chapter two, A Lady in Distress. Ooh. And, and as I said before, we are releasing this as one of our regular episodes, but we will continue releasing these chapter reviews as Patreon exclusives. So if you want access to them, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And follow Freudian Sips. Mm-hmm. Look for Freudian Sips. Look for Freudian Sips Pod. And it costs $2 a month and you'll get some bonus content. And I'm planning some other stuff too. I've got some I've got some tricky tricks up sleeve for And if Vermont. anybody can do tricky tricks, it's my daughter. I do a kickflip in the background. A, she's a tricky trickster. <laughs> tricky trickster. <laughs> I would not qualify myself as a tricky trickster, but okay, okay. So Sipsters, thank you so much for being with us today. We realized this was kind of a unique situation. Yes, this one might be shorter and the, the exclusives will probably be a little shorter yeah. as well. Yeah, But we hope that you enjoyed it and that yes. you want to hear more and that you will. And, and the next time we talk to you, we'll do episode it's, 49. Episode, uh, yeah, the actual episode yeah. 49. Like for reals. Yes. But, but I'm excited that we're doing this. I'm excited for you to... Having already read the story, mm-hmm. I'm just chomping at the bit for you to get to the real juicy Anna's parts. been trying to get me to read more books for like the last 20 years, <laughs> but I've been kind Since of busy like, with life. Yes, I was a baby. <laughs> I was like, Mom, we got to read more. <laughs> no, we used to read a lot when you were little. You, yes. You, but you those were inst- books we read together. Yeah. But when you would like hand me a chapter book and say, here, read this and let's talk about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll get right no, on I that. I don't think so. I so I had, to bri- I had to bribe her with yeah. doing it in front of the mic. Yeah, I'll do almost anything in front of a mic. <laughs> oh, a performance? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Moi? That's the extrovert in you coming out. I guess it is. Okay. So thank you for listening, like Mom already said, I Absolutely. Guess. And you can find us a whole bunch of places online. The main place is freudiansipspod.com. Has links to everywhere else you can follow us. Has links to our episodes. And otherwise, follow us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all by the name Freudian Sips Pod, and interact with us on there. Don't just follow us. Say hello to us. <laughs> it will make me happy. <laughs> If you want to get a hold of us directly, and I encourage you to do so, and send in questions for our mailbag episode coming up. Mailbag. (laughs) And uh, we're freudiansipspod at gmail.com for that. Follow us for more Bonnie singing content. (laughs) Everybody turns it off. Our theme music is Sweeter Vermouth by Kevin McLeod, and it sounds like this. (laughs) 